The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. How's it going, guys? This is Cameron Fry with His Girl Friday coming at you live on a Monday, January 18th, Martin Luther King Day. Hope you guys are enjoying the extended weekend. Hopefully, you're able to enjoy the elongated weekend. So, a couple things. This is really the first post of 2021. I did share a thought-provoking, reflective piece a few weeks ago, technically after New Year's, but uh, this is the first time I've had a chance to think about the year, pray into the year, and now we're here to discuss the next 12 months, how it's going to look, what are some of the practices we can employ to better posture our hearts to receive from the Lord, how to not just better our thinking, because a lot of times we get caught in self-improvement mumbo-jumbo, But how do we calibrate ourselves to what is good, to what is true, to even the simple and and chaotic times? I mean, the first couple weeks of this year, kind of picking up where 2020 left off, just more chaos, more confusion, more questions and answers. There's a lot more that I don't know than a couple weeks ago, and I'm not here to talk about recent happenings. I think a lot of us who may be listening to this know what I'm referring to, and just a lot of transition and turmoil amidst the transition, and there's going to be some growing pains this year. Uh, last year, there were plenty of them, but uh, that's kind of why we're here, to talk about the theme of 2021. We need to stop and consider where we've been uh, in order to discuss in greater measure where we're going, but really together seeking the Lord for that direction, not just saying, all right, Lord, this is where I'm, <laughs> I'm blazing a trail here. Hopefully, you got my back. Or sometimes we ask for God to have our back and we haven't even just, you know, should I just go in this direction in the first place? So the title of this piece, Remember Your Aim, The Silver Lining of 2021. And uh, I will say, before I forget it, because I want to cite my sources correctly, uh, some of this content is inspired by a recent Zoom call I had at church. And most of, you know, most of these points, in fact, all of them are original, but some of them definitely had some uh, a foundation of inspiration. Let's just call it that. So um, I want to th- thank my friend Alistair for your wisdom and guidance in case you're listening to this. All right. So like I said, a lot of my mind, a lot of my chest, where to start, where to begin. I'm sure you're in the same boat. Last year felt like a whirlwind, maybe an explosion. It makes sense to hope that 2020 is true to its name and focus and further distance in the rearview mirror. Yet as we embark on a fresh journey in this brave new world that we're in, there's one step, one critical step we must take before the next. That step is to stop. Before we step into 2021, and I mean, we're already here, uh, I'm not going to pretend it's December 30th, but We need to stop and consider where we've been and where God is taking us. I probably could have said that a little bit better earlier. Yes, we we say where we've been and where we're going, but I think where God is taking us is the better way to end that phrase. To do this in full, 
Not only must we surrender our desire to change on our terms, but be willing to pray for what we press into. For instance, we could pray for wisdom and strength and resolve to be different, to be better, but unless we posture our hearts to receive from God, our expectations won't calibrate to his nature, to the overflow of who he is. As such, I submit we enter into the hope of 2021, because as crazy as this year may seem, there is hope to be found. As we enter into this hope, this fresh hope, let's keep these three points in mind. These three points that we're going to discuss today about aligning and refreshing ourselves in the Lord as we still corporately reset as a body of believers. There will be more we discuss in the coming weeks and months. This isn't a a catch-all list. This is just three points for today, three points on my heart, three revelations and insights that God has been prompting. And by all means, let's keep the discussion going because I hope that there's some insights that can be sparked as we dialogue about how we're to live in 2021. That's really what this post is about. So let's start with this trio and see where the conversation takes us. My first point is remember your aim. We are a people who tend to bite off more than we can chew. Our hearts may desire change, but this doesn't mean they desire what's best or know the proper proportions and parameters for that best. Left to our own devices, We often crave the quickest, fastest road to recovery, reward, and large-scale transformation. I mean, we are living in a time where people are setting their resolutions, in some cases already breaking the ones they set a couple weeks ago. However, as the word attests, progress isn't achieved by overcommitting to paths we plan, but is accomplished through small steps we take with God each day. Psalm 37.23, in tandem with Proverbs 16.9, look it up. So good together, as the Spirit confirmed in my heart last week. God's best can't always be measured by magnitude, but can always be maximized by attitude. If you reframe your perspective to view change through this mindset, not only will you better scale your goals up front, but seize the the strength to scale them when you confront. Consider this. I know we hear often, slow and steady wins the race. But I think this year in 2021, small and steady will also win the race. Remember, your aim is Jesus, which is not a small thing. But oftentimes we want to win the world to him. And that's not supposed to be our aim. That's an overflow. And you know me, I'm really big on knowing and discerning the difference between the two. Our aim is Jesus, not winning the world to him. Consider your goals and invite the Lord in this time to help you scale them. After all, you cannot grow if you do not yield and aim for purity in your maturity. As you're praying to 2021, understand the road forward and onward is always one step at a time. My second point, delight in the journey. In recent weeks, I've been reminded how central joy is to following Jesus. If we long to live as Christ, then we will take pleasure in what tethers us to his perfect will. In scripture, we find several phrases that capture this reality, but perhaps the one that strikes me most canonly is delight in God's journey. As Psalm 37.23 declares, the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord who take delight in his journey, which fittingly aligns with Proverbs 16.9. I know that I mentioned these two verses in my past point, but a lot of these points are interrelated. 
The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. This tells me two things. How God directs is meant to prompt us to his presence, and what God establishes is meant to be a source of contagious joy and awe. Consider this flashback from a couple years ago. I wrote this back on January 13, 2019. So today I'm walking to work, basking in the joy of winter, feeling like winter, when out of the corner of my ear I hear Joy to the World playing from a nearby Corner Street music station. At first I'm like, December is over, no more Christmas music. But almost instantly I hear that still small voice whispering, but Cam, why not repeat the sounding joy? Of course, what can I say to that? Notes and lyrics that seem out of place by cultural timelines should always be in place by daily surrender. Better put, there's a reason why certain Christmas songs like Deck the Halls and Joy to the World are the only ones that can cure Evelyn's nocturnal cries. Seriously, Cain will start singing his fa-la-las, and even if it's a few minutes, all is calm and bright in the world. As you walk with God, receive the practical prudent reminders of his goodness, peace, and joy, even if they momentarily disagree with the senses. All right, so I know that flashback may be frivolous against the backdrop of recent political tension. However, I do believe we must delight in the small and spontaneous as much as the big, bold, even brash. Not to say brash is a good thing, but certainly it could prompt us to good things if we have the right attitude going into those brash matters. For in this day, we may feel we're walking on eggshells more than sunshine. I think it's only normal in human nature to feel that way like we're sinking in the decay around us. But this doesn't mean we can't take pleasure and hold of God's best or stand in awe of what he has and continually gives. As the turmoil of transition saturates the news, no, there's a season for everything. And what we're called to practice is eternal and then to inspire likewise. So it's okay to desire change individually and corporately, but don't let this distract you from pointing people to Jesus as you work, as you wait as you champion appointed causes for such a time as this. I know I've mentioned the term resolutions on here, but back when I was a youth pastor, I coined the phrase risk illusions, or would often refer to resolutions as risk illusions. Because what's the point of resolution if faith and courage aren't a part of it, or aren't a part of them, or they aren't attached to the process? To risk something implies that you're not afraid of the cost. So, when we remember the cost in light of the cross, it certainly makes sense why we take joy in God's purposes and declare thanksgiving in the places of doubt and uncertainty. And there's a lot of doubt and uncertainty this year, don't get me wrong. I'm just reminded of that. You know, resolution is more risk solution. There's something that has to be put on the line if we want to make a difference. And I believe that God is wanting to mature our faith collectively as a body of believers, as a people united. Even in this day where it seems like we're not, we're only straying from being unified. When you're at a crossroads, repeat the sounding joy. Declare it into what God has called you to, who he's made you to be. Even in difficult situations, remember God only allows us to encounter what he allows. That's backed Hebrews 2.18, 4.15, and 1 Corinthians 10.11-13. If you want the references, 
I'm not making these up. You know, the Bible says, I'm just reiterating, I'm just a mouthpiece today. Whatever we face this year in 2021, no, it doesn't surprise God. Jeremiah 33, 3, and he will provide a way before, for, and through us. Maybe next time I'll break down the difference between before, for, and through us, but I'll just let that be a, a future rabbit trail for now. My last point is persevere with patience. No doubt 2020 compelled many to higher levels of dependence with endurance and perseverance atop the list. Perhaps for you, it exposed the lack of dependence. And I mean dependence in a good way. You could even substitute interdependence here. However, as we contrast last year to this year, we should note endurance and perseverance, not exactly the same thing. For example, 2020 was a year of exposure and endurance for church and Christians alike. The pathway for 2021 may very well be similar, but as far as how it operates, I submit it will do so through the four Ps, perseverance, patience, perspective, and presence. Let's put it all in a sentence because you're probably like, well, what does those have to do with each other? Well, as we patiently wait for the seas to calm around us, let's persevere into God's presence to gain his perspective on matters of culture, politics, benevolence, without yielding to church speak and hearsay. And this goes back to knowing the ways of the Lord, understanding them, and yes, ultimately following them. But again, going back to posturing ourselves to engage in understanding the ways of the Lord is crucial. And we can do that with joint thanksgiving, but a lot of times, even before we can taste those fruits, we have to pierce our, per- persevere our way to a point where we can be still and unafraid to be still and to be patient and just wait on the Lord. Really, when I think about the history of the church, this is one of, this has to be a top, well, I don't want to rank it, but certainly one of the most real seasons of waiting we've ever known where we're organically in this position as, you know, some of us are we're waiting for healing. We're waiting for breakthrough. We're waiting for freedom to emerge. And I'm not just talking physically, health-wise, but this could also be relationally, occupationally, financially. I think for many of us, we're, we got COVID on our minds. We got vaccines on our mind. And I'm not here to talk about those things, although, you know, there's some parallels that could be discussed, you know, as we, we wait for the improvements, the reinforcements to arrive, you know, to arrive, what's our heart posture going to be? Are we going to just sit around and grumble and wonder and doubt how it's going to relate to us? Or are we just going to trust the Lord like, okay, nothing takes him by surprise. There's nothing greater than his hand. There's nothing he can't understand. There's nothing that he can impart in his perfect timing to a willing vessel who, with a pure heart, wants to not understand and make sense of his surroundings, but Lord, I just want to know you. I want to know you more through this time. Like what is, like for me, that's one of my departed questions. You know, what can I discover more about you because of what's happening around me than if things were just kind of going, you know, like going through the motions, like favorite things just seem status quo. Inconvenience can be one of the best mechanisms and ignitions for transformation for inquiry 
inconvenience breeds opportunity a lot of times for us to go deeper and go further than we thought we could go. So this brings me to one of Alistair's points. He's one of my uh, friends and mentors, uh, Doc Sol- you know, he's. I don't want to talk about anything specific that he's mentioned, but he did bring my attention. He did prompt it to the doxology of Jude, uh, 1, 17 through 25 in the English Standard. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of the Lord with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. I believe there are many passages in Scripture that can define this year, but at least at this point heading into it, that's, again, tops the charts for me. That's what I want to see happen in my life and in those I love, those I work with, my comrades, my colleagues, my companions. We're in this together, and to better direct, to pour out as a pleasing offering unto the Lord, but not just living my faith in the closet space and, and, and what's convenient, but putting myself out there, you know, risk elution, being centered in building others up, praying into what I hope for, <laughs> keeping myself submerged in the love of God so that that can be a contagious overflow and, and approaching people with compassion which leads to mercy and being able to demonstrate that and model that to those who are paralyzed by doubt. Wherever you're at today, as you endure with expectation, persevere in joy, cultivate intimacy with the Lord. Don't just engage the ways of God, engage God. Reference Him in what you can and can't understand. When the waves of doubt cloud your mind, embrace discovery through seeking and pondering. And dare to seek his footsteps and follow them to clarity. You do that, I honestly believe that you'll find the process of persevering with patience not necessarily be easy, but more of a spiritual reflex. You just default to it. Let's default to persevering with patience in 2021. That's all I got. Those are my three points. Love to hear from you. Love to gauge your thoughts and questions and concerns and certainly your points. And uh, I'm hoping that, again, this can trigger a conversation, a dialogue, uh, even if it's completely online interactive. Just know that Liz and I are here for you. Uh, any way you want to connect with us, we're, we're game for. So shoot us a, a DM, a text if you have our number. No, um, we are on iTunes and SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, we're, we're all over the map in those regards so there's different ways you can connect with us and contact us so we love you guys we're believing the best we're standing with you even if we haven't even met you we're standing with you right now so know that uh, we got your back but God has your forward and as I always say I'll catch you on the fry peace